This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today, using the discount code HOWIBUILTIT33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net slash liquid. It's also brought to you by SiteLock. I'm sure you know how passionate I am about the ability to utilize WordPress to start and grow a business. However, did you know that the average website experiences 22 attacks per day? That is, if I do some quick math, 8,000 attacks per year per website. Website security is clearly a serious business, and that's why I choose SiteLock. For those of you who don't know, SiteLock is not only the global leader in website security, but they have maintained a dedicated focus on serving the WordPress community. Their automated cloud-based solutions find and fix threats, prevent future attacks, accelerate website performance, improve trust, and protect reputation. Plus, they have an amazing team of US-based security experts that are available to assist 24-7. This combination of technology and expertise allows you and me to focus on our businesses while they ensure our sites and the visitors are protected from cyber threats. Call 855-759-1108 or visit buildpodcast.net slash sitelock today to get a free quote. And as a special bonus, the first 50 people to call will also get a free extra large site lock t-shirt. Now our guest today is Ryan Sullivan of WP Sitecare. WP Sitecare is a supporter of the show. I'm really excited to have him on today. Uh, and we had an absolutely great conversation about doing things like taking your side hustle from a side hustle to a full-time business having open communication with your customers, having the ability to set expectations, to meet demands and keep your customers happy, and just a whole lot more. So uh, make sure to, to listen to the whole episode. It's super great. Ryan is a great guy. I have known him for a few years, uh, and it's just a very valuable conversation to have, whether you are in the products or the service industry. So uh, enjoy this episode uh, and on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Ryan Sullivan from WP Sitecare. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's sunny outside. Uh, it's a little cold for May, which is when we're recording this episode. But by the time it comes out in probably late June or July, it's going to be nice and hot. So I'm ready for the nice weather. So you're out in Utah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and it is, we're enjoying the real spring weather right here now, so it's uh, beautiful and mid-70s and just just how, I, I wish it would stay this way all the time. <laughs> nice. Now, do you guys have like um, like particularly bad winters or hot summers or both? 
it's not super it's not super extreme in either direction so we in the wind in the summers it probably gets to like you know mid 90s we get a lot of snow in the winter but it never gets bitter cold it's usually like the coldest it gets is i mean when it's really cold it gets into the 20s but usually mm-hmm. it stays right right in the 20s and 30s so uh i mean we do have some extremes but it's not i've been places that are a lot hotter and a lot colder so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being on the the East Coast, it's pretty. It can get extreme, but it's generally pretty mellow, which is nice. So, though my brother lives in Florida now, and he has just completely lost his tolerance for the cold. But uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about the weather. We're talking about WP Site Care. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and about the products and how you came up with the idea? Sure. So, I started WP Site Care in 2012. Uh, we're a support and maintenance service provider for high-profile bloggers, small businesses. That's that's typically the type of client that we serve. Uh, the idea came from just needing demand, like meeting a demand more than anything. So before I got into into this world, I worked as systems administrator for uh, a hospital network and. How you know? I was I was a tech I was a tech geek, and I wanted to. It was a very big team, and I kind of wanted to start to branch out and and look at some other things. We were all we were totally on a Microsoft stack, and I'd heard about this whole world of open source, and so just started experimenting with some things, and had some friends who wanted some website help, and tinkered for a while, and you know just kind of as a hobbyist and. Uh, what I noticed was the people who I'd build websites for or, or or people who, you know, I would help fix some kind of issue, those same people would come back over and over and over again and always ask for help again and again and again. And that's when I recognized that there was actually a business there. You know, turn turn the relationship into something that kind of sets an expectation on both sides. Uh, so all of our services are, you know, billed monthly and, uh, we agree to take care of certain things and, and that's how, kind of how the relationship works. And so I just kind of started it as uh, a side, a side hustle, as they say, for, for the day job. And, uh, it grew a lot quicker than I thought it would. And, and so I just kind of kept following that. And then, yeah, in May of, 2012 no 2013 so exactly four years ago i decided to give it a go and and here we are four years later so nice that's awesome so uh, i actually want to expand on something that you mentioned which was the uh, managing the expectations right i feel like uh doing client work in general that's pretty hard to do but uh support especially right because there could be bugs or updates or just new features and that's pretty like that i can imagine that that's hard to um to like draw a line in the sand here and say like oh we hit our hours or oh this isn't really covered so what do you do to do you have any advice for kind of how to manage those expectations yeah communication is is key so there are definitely things that come up that are you know would be considered not uh, not part of you know what our service agreement includes. Uh, that kind of stuff comes up all the time. Uh, it's especially prevalent in a world like WordPress because uh, you know the code that's being 
added to these sites comes from thousands of developers all over the world. And, you know, being able to manage compatibility, uh, it doesn't matter how much of a coding guideline there is, uh, somebody's going to violate it. Uh, and, and even even with guidelines in place, I mean, that's just the that's just how software works, right? And so without everybody working together, there are certainly issues that, that crop up that we wouldn't consider, you know, part of what our what our monthly agreements cover however at the like ultimately we're a we're a customer service company so we really try and uh not get too hung up on the work that would be considered uh quote unquote extra we we really try and to the best of our ability make that you know kind part of the cost of doing business and maintaining a long-term relationship however we also and by by having that kind of attitude it really makes it super easy for the customer when we do go to them with something that you know is super you know either complex or out of scope or requires a bunch of extra time that we just didn't account for it makes them a lot more a lot more willing to accept that wow you know i knew i know you always go the extra mile and so for this thing you know i definitely should pay for you know i should definitely pay to have that handled so I guess I guess the advice would be to, you know, as much as you're able to chalk up those small things and just kind of eat that whenever you know whenever you can and yeah. and uh, and when you can't when you go to the customer we've found that they've been super reasonable and and willing and open to okay well yeah I know that you know if you're telling me that this is this is extra then it for sure must be extra because you you don't tell me it's extra hardly ever. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a bit of a give and take, right? You you take care of the small things and then you're not you're not the contractor who always says no or it's always going to be extra, right? So that's that's a great piece of advice there. Yeah, I mean if you think about uh how you work with a mechanic, you know, if every if every time you go to a mechanic, he gives you a laundry list of all the stuff that needs to be taken care of and the costs associated with that and line items, every single thing, you know, you go in to get your oil changed and $350 later, you want to take your car home. That just doesn't feel good. And you're probably going to, you're probably going to shop for somebody else. Our entire business is based on a long-term relationship with the customer. So we're not, th- we're not looking for a 60 day cash grab. We want to have a relationship that lasts with the customer for years and years and years. And the only way we can really build that trust is to give where we can and where we can't, we are just super honest and clear. And the customer, you know, for the most part has been really, really willing to accept that. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's an excellent takeaway. So we're less than 10 minutes in and you, the listeners already have something really good to take away, but let's, let's move on to the rest of the questions. There's a lot of stuff that we can talk about here. Um, so like, I feel, I feel like 90% of my guests, this was something that started off as a side project for you. Uh, you saw the need, so you went and did it, but did you do any research before starting the company or when you knew you wanted to go kind of full time and move it from your side hustle to your full hustle, I guess. And maybe you could talk about that. Yeah. I was way too stupid to do any of that. Uh, <laughs> I, the only people I really listened to at the time, and this is probably, you know, in hindsight is probably a good thing, but definitely not something I would recommend. The only people I listened to were the people who were giving me money. 
Like the people who were my customers, who told me what it is they wanted, who told me what it is they needed. Those were the people that I listened to. And I didn't go out and kind of vet this as a business idea. I didn't do the market research. I didn't, you know, talk to people. I mean, part of the problem was I didn't have anybody in like my personal circle that I could have really a conversation about this at all because it like this was new when we started this this was a new concept even in the wordpress space itself let alone you know most of the people that uh, were in my circles worked in healthcare or systems administration i mean it wasn't i didn't even have a good circle of people that i could have bounced that off of so so that was part of it but more than anything i i, I wasn't really even seeking that advice i definitely you know I would have made a lot of decisions, different decisions had I gone that route and sought out the advice of some of those some of those people, but I also don't know if I would have just gone for it mm-hmm. in the moment had I been listening to anybody other than other than my customers. So, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like it's for sure a best practice to, you know, do some of that groundwork, but I I didn't Gotcha. Uh, but I mean, that's that's a, a really good point about, you know, I'll I'll use my parents as an example, like, hi, mom and dad, right? If I told them I want to start my own business, and they like immediately poo-pooed, not poo-pooed, but they, they immediately got worried at the idea because they're baby boomers, right? So they think you go off to an office and you work there for 40 years and then you retire. So they're going to get worried. And if you talk to enough people that tell you the risks, you might not be willing to take that risk yourself. So it's, you definitely want to get the right amount of advice, but you don't want people to talk you out of it in the process. Yeah. And I I have been fortunate that way. Uh, My parents started their own company about 25 years ago and they, they recently sold it the last couple of years, but they, they, they were supportive from the beginning just because it had, it had been a good experience for them to be to be small business owners, and so even though they didn't really fully understand what what it was I was getting into or really have any idea, they kind of trusted my intuition and knew I wasn't a complete moron, and they knew I was a moron but not a complete moron, and you know were supportive from the beginning. So I did have that going for me. Awesome. But as far as people uh, within your field, you said there weren't too many. How about now, four years later, are you part of a mastermind group or do you bounce new services or anything like that off of people within the WordPress space? I'm not. And, you know, I it, it's not for lack of trying. So I, I have been in a couple. What I found is the the groups that I've kind of tried to be a part of, specifically within WordPress, were very... You know, WordPress is a bubble, and I, f- I felt like most of the opinions and experience shared from shared from those groups weren't were within the context of that bubble. They were, you know, I want to have more insight into what my customers are feeling and thinking, which are rarely people who are living and breathing in the WordPress in the WordPress ecosystem. And so, mm-hmm. I, I I've looked outside a little bit. Um, we have. You know, we've gone to, you know, the local chamber of commerce type stuff. But again, that's a different, um, you know, that's more networking. That's that's a little bit different thing. And then there's some other groups, some more national groups like Vistage and Corporate Alliance and some other mastermind groups that are kind of more organized and more focused on kind of that next level of business. And 
and all the different people inside those circles. And I've gone to some of those and, and had kind of mixed results. So there's a good, there's a good, uh, you know, there's a good chance that the problem is me and not these groups. Uh, but I, I'm not in a group right now, but I, I have been actively looking for one that felt like a good fit where I felt like I could learn a lot and, you know, bring that value back to, back to my business. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's a really good point in my mastermind group. I've got, uh, there's four of us and there's one person who's not in the WordPress space and we seem to value his opinion a lot because of that. Right. Uh, we're all the rest of the three of us are kind of in the same circles and know kind of the same things and have the same outlook. But, uh, my friend who's not in the WordPress space provides that extra kind of, this is how it is in the startup world, or this is where the New York tech scene is at and stuff like that. So, uh, it's definitely, you definitely need to find the right fit where, you're getting value from somebody, but you're also, you know, you're also imparting some sort of value on the, the other members of the group. Totally. Totally agree. Cool. So with that, we are at the title question. So WP SiteCare is a, a, a WordPress, essentially maintenance and support site, right? So maybe you could tell us a little bit about like how much coding you guys do but also, like, what kind of tools you use uh, to help support your websites and troubleshoot and things like that? Yeah. So at the beginning, it was it was me answering email in Gmail twenty four seven and not having really any systems in place other than, yep, I'll take care of it. And shockingly, that doesn't scale very well. You know, you can't you can't really. Uh, transition that to even a second person, let alone, uh, you know, 10 or 12 or 15. And so things have changed a lot uh, over the years. And we really in the last year and a half have really started investing in, I guess it's maybe even been two years, really investing in systems and, and, and kind of being proactive, super proactive about how we, how we manage our customer sites. And so we do, I mean, we have uh, full development services at WP SiteCare. However, we really where where what we typically like to do is refer that type of work out to agencies uh, because where we can really provide the most value for our customers is to be be that customer service that that almost consultant that uh, can be trusted by the customer uh, to be the point of communication where we kind of you know, direct the next move with their website and make sure that kind of those core things are taken care of. So in terms of tools we used, how, how we've built it right now, we've used a lot more tools in the past and we've really been streamlining and doing, investing more in integrations and, and some automation and that kind of thing. So right now we have a custom CRM that we built. It sits on top of WordPress. That's where all of our customer records live in terms of you know, what their customer status is, what the, uh, what the status of their website is. We have a custom plugin that lives on the customer site that talks to that CRM uh, through the WP API. All of uh, the customer tickets, we use Help Scout as our help, help desk and all of their tickets are attached uh, to that, that custom CRM that we've built. And that's, you know, for any project work, we do use Basecamp, but the core of what we do lives in that relationship between the customer website and that CRM and Help Scout. That's kind of 
what we've really we've really figured out exactly what we need to re- be able to manage these customer sites well, and that's that's what we're using uh, at the moment. But we've used, I mean, I can't tell you the number of tools we've gone through f- trying to figure out is this the right one, and and I, I think the thing that I would you know share or recommend is design your process first and then find the software to match it because there is software for any anything that you want to do truly anything that you want to do online there is a software there is a tool that will help make that happen more quickly but we didn't have our process in place first so we started tr- thinking these tools were the answer we started thinking these tools were the secret sauce and Ultimately, we ended we ended up with a custom CRM because we didn't find exactly what we were looking for in a CRM solution. But we only got there because we finally hammered down. This is the information we need to operate our business. This is what we need to provide great customer service. And until we decided and figured out exactly what that was, the tool really was kind of irrelevant. So yeah, so that's what we use now. But I, I would just you know kind of attach a a cautionary tale to any any tools because there isn't there isn't a you know end all be all for any type of software. Yeah, yeah. It's like I guess it's like determining um well I need a vehicle and then you just kind of buy like a boat because the boat looks cool and they're running a deal on the boat, but you don't do any water travel, right? So right. you need to figure out something else. Great analogy, yep. <laughs> Thanks. So that's that's pretty cool. So you have a custom CRM and a custom plugin installed on uh, your customer sites. Since you're you're doing kind of like the consultant work and, and providing a lot of support, maybe we could talk a little bit about what kind of information... Let me see if I can word this the right way, right? I just spoke to Russell Aaron recently about Maintain, and they have a plugin that kind of gives them diagnostics on a website when they're troubleshooting a website. So uh, do you have something similar in place for that? Or do you try to kind of talk more to the client about what they're looking for and the troubles they're having? Uh, the answer or is both. both. Yeah, so that's all totally invisible to the customer, but it is it is something that is attached to any communication that comes from the customer. So they send it to us, even though they don't know they're sending it to us. Mm-hmm. Like we, we really try and reduce, our, our kind of goal with any type of customer communication is to reduce friction and reduce the the focus on technology period, meaning we want customers to have a good idea of kind of more or less how things work on their website, but they don't need to, you know, they don't need to know anything about PHP versions or MySQL or, you know, plugin con like that's not something that's not information that they really should even have to try and track in their brain. And so we, uh, we kind of try and eliminate all anything around that and talk to them like people. Uh, so we really focus on uh, the communication piece. So when they talk to us, that information is being shared back and forth, but it's really about kind of their core concern because rarely are they emailing, you know, you know, letting us know that they want to upgrade to PHP 7. They're emailing us because their website is running a little bit slow and they want to know if there's any way to improve the performance. So, they want to solve the real business application, real world application of these things. And, you know, that, that's, but yeah, the, the plugin that we have does handle that uh, to some degree. Nice. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's reducing friction is 
another great piece of advice, right? Because as a web developer, the first thing I'll ask if they see a bug on their website that I don't see is what browser are you using? And I've gotten, I click on the blue E, like I've gotten that as an answer back. And again, it's not the browser they're using doesn't matter. It's just, they want to make sure what they're seeing works the way they expect it to. So totally. Yep. Um, so that's, that's awesome. So we talked a little bit about the, the history. So maybe we can combine the, these next two questions into one, right? And that's um, what transformations has WP Sitecare gone through since it first launched? And I know you touched on that a little bit. And uh, what are your plans for the future? Yeah, so we have made some pretty significant changes, not only to the way we operate, but also to really figuring out who we can help the most. And at... You know, we've worked with we've worked with companies like Disney and Zillow and Comcast, and we've worked with these enterprise players, and it's been it's been great for our business and to get some rec- recognition. However, we found where we really provide the most value is for the high profile blogger and for small business owners. So that's really where we feel like we can give kind of the most bang for the buck, and that's what like. Again, this kind of all ties into that long-term relationship with the customer thing, because if we, you know, if we're if we're giving everything we can to an enterprise client and hitting ninety percent and like keeping them mostly happy, that's a very different experience than being really freaking awesome for the small business customer or for the high-profile blogger, and so that that kind of plays into, you know, the enterprise customer, they're not going to probably feel very much loyalty to us, but a company of 12 who, you know, sell insurance, they're going to stick with us as long as they're in business. And, and that's, and I think the difference is that last 10% where we're just really doing a fantastic job and like really delivering on everything they're asking us for. And, so that's that's one of the big evolutions we've had is just figuring out where we can really do the, our best work, and that's where we have kind of settled. So that's part of it. And so the future is really just to focus on that, right? Really adapt our – that's a realization we've probably had in the last year or so. And so our uh, our marketing and the, the language we use and any type of you know growth that we try and experience is going to be – with that sole focus of really reaching out to to those groups and and really growing our business with you know with the high profile blogger with the with the small business owner so i would say you know we'll continue to invest more in in systems and process and making sure that we're super locked in as it when it comes to you know our efficiency and I would love to add another hundred customers without hiring another person. Like that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, a goal I would like, I would like to accomplish, but that's more of a, that's more of a selfish thing than anything to do with kind of what the outside world will see about WP Sitecare. But yeah, I mean, we're going to just continue to establish ourselves as the company to go to, you know, when, when you need tech help for, for your WordPress site. That's excellent. And I, I love that answer because it's, uh, you know, you could say that the the niche or niche that you're in is WordPress sites, right? But you take it one step further because WordPress sites are such a, it's such a diverse thing that you, you came to the realization that enterprise customers probably aren't the best fit for you or they, or, or you're not the best fit for them or vice versa. And it goes back to 
communication and forging a relationship. So that's excellent. And I know you've given us a, a ton of great advice already, but do you have any trade secrets for us? Yeah, uh, <laughs> trade secrets. It, trade secrets is a funny thing because I, I have I have a pretty good one that I think I don't know if I would call it a trade secret, but something that I kind of came to the real realization of maybe in the last couple years, but something that's really sunk in the more that I talk with people and the more that I the more that I have networking opportunities and, and that kind of thing is nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody is lost and everybody is hustling and everybody wants to figure out like, you know, what what the next right step is and and like I've I've gone like one of the things I mentioned earlier was these Vistage groups. I mean, the the monthly fees for vo- joining Vistage is, you know, it starts at like 2000 bucks a month and goes up from there depending on your involvement. Like these are people, these are executives. A lot of the people who go to these meetings are executives and Fortune 1000, like they're they're the real deal, right? And I would go into these meetings where there's supposed to be a high level of transparency. And these people who everybody looks at and goes, wow, they've got it all figured out, would sit in these meetings and say, I don't know what to do. And that was one of those things that really just has stuck with me. And, and, uh, you know, the kind of thing that I feel like is super important to, to remind yourself of every day, like obviously work hard, obviously do the best you know how in the moment, but there isn't, you know, no, nobody, nobody knows what they're doing every minute of every day. That's just the reality. That's awesome. I absolutely love that. And it, it kind of harkens back to like a, a thing I was saying in season one, right? You said, it seems like these guys have it all figured out, but they sit in these meetings going, I don't know what to do. Just like me and you sit there go like, how do I how do I make my business work? And, you know, we only, we only ever see the exterior, right? We see the Olympic gold medal, uh, gold medalist after they've won the gold medal. What we don't see is the hard decisions they make in their personal life to skip things because they're practicing or training or whatever. So that's some great, great perspective. I love that. And with that, we are on to the Fast Five section. So I've only done this with a few people so far. It's new for season three. Uh, so I'm still trying to like find my sea legs as to properly transition and when exactly I'm going to put it. But I'm going to ask you the questions anyway, and we can fix this in post. So I want you to give me your gut reaction, your gut answer to the first four questions. Number five is a little bit more in depth. Ryan Sullivan, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite book? Drive by Daniel Pink. All right. Drive by Daniel Pink. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Punk rock. Nice. Who's your favorite band now? Well, I'm old school. So Nofix, Bad Religion, Pennywise, that's kind of what I grew up with and still what I go back to a lot. Nice. Dig it. That wasn't one of the questions, but I also like punk rock music. So I was curious. I'm a, I, I think I might be a little bit after you because i'm a blink 182 newfound glory and then in high school like whiny white kid music like rufio but i'm like i'm not really <laughs> proud of that one awesome uh what's your favorite <laughs> what's your favorite food uh fried chicken nice it shows <laughs> uh, i i love pizza and it's the same for me <laughs> who is your favorite sports team any sport any utah jazz 
Utah Jazz. I think I think I probably could have guessed that one based on the smack talk I see on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. There's no there's not even a close second place. That's my nice. team. Nice. And the final question, which uh, it does not have to be a gut reaction question. You can put a little bit of thought into this one if you like. How did you learn what you know? And it's a pretty broad question. So it could be about your business or about WordPress or about something else that, that really interests you. Uh, how did you learn a thing that you know? By doing every single time. I mean, any, anything in my life that I – I mean, there, there are so many things that you know I, I've read and – you know, I, I've done pr- research prior, but I've the type of learning that has always stuck with me, whether it be in relationships and work and anything that I've done, you know, being a parent and anything I've done in my life, the only stuff that's really stuck with me or been the best is in terms of learning has been actually taking action. So that's how I learned. Awesome. I love that. I, I say that all the time, learn by doing. Ryan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I was happy to be here, Joe. Thanks for having me. Like I said, great conversation. Thanks so much again, Ryan, for being on the show. Thank you to our sponsors, Liquid Web and SiteLock. Make sure to check them out. They are fantastic, huge supporters of not only this podcast, but the entire uh, WordPress community. So definitely check them out. They're absolutely great. Uh, And if you could do me an absolute solid, if you want to help people discover this show, the best way to do that is by rating the show in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whichever brand you recognize more, they are the same one. So head over to Apple Podcasts, I think that's what they're called now, and uh, give us a little bit of a rating and a review. And if you do that, uh, perhaps I will read it on the show as a super special thank you. So uh, thanks so much. And again, until next time, get out there and build something.